Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we react to the Winnipeg Jets drafting Colby Barlow, 18th overall, out of the Owen Sound attack. And then Kelly Moore and I, we talk to the newest member of the Jets coming up on the podcast. So now Detroit is on the clock. And that means we're actually going to be able to react live on the air to the Jets making the 18th overall pick, Kelly Moore. Yeah, and ironically, uh, yeah, uh, Jim Nill, uh, formerly with Detroit, and Detroit is now going to make the pick. So uh, it'll, uh, it's always interesting how hockey paths kind of cross. But uh, so far, pretty good night for the Western Hockey League. Five of the top 16 picks coming out of the WHL, including... Uh, Zach Benson of the Winnipeg Ice, who uh, teams up with his buddy Matt Savoy after being taken 13th overall by Buffalo. Yeah, three of the last four picks going from the uh, WHL. Benson at 13, Braden Yeager of Moose Jaw at 14, Matthew Wood of out of Yukon at 15, and then Samuel Hansek from Slovakia, but plays for Vancouver in the WHL at 16. Uh, so there's been a, a good mix of nationalities of players taken so far. Second Slovak taken in this draft but yes just Detroit remaining before the Winnipeg Jets at number 18 as we get you caught up at the Boston Pizza Sports Desk uh, just a couple baseball scores to pass along for you the Blue Jays are on their way against the San Francisco Giants as long as their bullpen doesn't fall apart they're up 6-1 on the Giants playing in the bottom of the eighth and the Winnipeg Gold Eyes have finally given up a run uh, their shutout streak ends at 20 innings but still they're up 6-1 on the Lincoln Salt Dogs, looking for their fifth win of the year. As we welcome back in the voice of the Winnipeg Jets, Paul Edmonds, as we near the Jets pick here tonight, Paul. And boy, there's going to be a good player. There's plenty of good players available for the Jets, but they're going to get a good one Even here at 18. more good players, I think, than what we were thinking would be uh, uh, when the Jets picked 18th, Paulie. Well, keep an eye on Cody Barlow here, or Colby Barlow, pardon me, for Detroit. If he goes to Detroit, then I... I good for Detroit because they picked a couple of good players in the first round with two picks. But if Kobe, if Kobe Barlow is available, I got a funny feeling the Winnipeg Jets are going to snap him up. If he does go to Detroit, keep an eye on Quentin Musty here because I think both those two players are OHL guys. Uh, both guys have a little bit of size. Both guys have worn letters at a young age at major junior. I think that's exactly what the Winnipeg Jets are kind of looking for to fill their funnel ears some major junior players and some guys that have played, um, you know, hard in, in the North American game. I mean, Barlow's from a really Ontario, Quentin Musty's from just outside Buffalo. So, you know, neither I think would have a problem living in Winnipeg and, and flying their trade here for a while. But yeah, there's going to be a good player available right after Detroit picks here, guys. And there, there is no family connection whatsoever, but I'll tell you an intriguing pick for me is Oliver Moore out of the national development uh, uh, program, Paul, uh, you know, he's a guy and, and, you know, the jets did this with Chaz Lucius had an injury uh, that maybe affected his rating and a hand injury affected Oliver Moore. I'm guessing uh, because he's still available. That might be someone else that I think might factor into uh, things for Winnipeg coming up in this next pick yeah and a centerman you know you can never have too many of those especially with you just dealing one yesterday uh, he's from minnesota minnesotans have played very well in this market here in the past and will continue to do so in the future so uh you're right i mean and that was a guy oliver moore that was projected to go in the first seven or eight picks the top yeah. 10 and still available out there so uh, let's see what happens but uh i i really like uh colby barlow and i certainly like Quentin Muskie after that, and let's see what the uh, Winnipeg Jets can do. And Detroit, uh, Detroit uh, kind of went off the board here. Axel Sandin Pelica, their pick at number 16, 16 or 17, or 17 overall. Rather. Yeah, he was ranked 
you know, right around the middle of the first round on many draft boards. Uh, and he was a guy, Paul, that a lot of people, I know we had Sammy Cosentino on Jets at Noon here earlier this week. Uh, he thought Winnipeg might be interested in this big guy. Well, you know, I mean, they've they've had some luck with European players over the years in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, 5'11", a defenseman with a right-handed shot, I mean, you know, I, I look at his junior numbers, and they're okay. Uh, as you mentioned, Kelly, a lot of those Swedish guys, they, they kind of end up playing in that Swedish elite hockey league or the SHL, and uh, sometimes those numbers aren't reflective of the type of player that they are because they're fighting for ice time as younger players, but that's the league that they need to play in at that level. So um, Pelica is, I think, a, a pretty sound selection for, for Detroit and for Steve Eiserman. Um I kind of thought they might have gone a little bit more local here with mm-hmm. uh, North American presence. But uh, they'll take Axel, Sandine, Pelica, and kind of move along here. And uh, who knows, maybe he's still got a bit of growth uh, to do uh, in his early, in his late, twi- in the late teens, excuse me. Second uh, player for the wings in this draft, Nate Danielson out of the Brandon Wheat Kings was picked ninth overall, third Swede off the board here. And now the Winnipeg Jets are on the clock and you can go through all kinds of mock drafts. And there are a lot of players that were listed, you know, higher than 18, some of them with a single digit beside their name that are still available. Scott Wheeler from The Athletic has Gabe Perot at number seven, had Oliver Moore at number nine. Those two are still available. Colby Barlow, as Paul has mentioned, uh, right around that 18 range in a lot of mock drafts as well. So they're going to have their pick of a, a lot of good forwards here. Paul, is it the goal scoring for Barlow? Is it the fact that, you know, at a young age, he was named the captain yeah. of the Owen side attack? I mean, are those all things that, uh, you know, have you kind of tilting his way? Well, I think the 59 goals uh, certainly speaks volumes. Uh, the OHL guys, because they had that COVID year where they didn't play, and at least the other couple of major junior leagues ended up having 25-game seasons, kind of set them back. Well, this kid just exploded on the scene as a rookie, and then this year as an 18-year-old captained his team, so there's leadership ability, the 59 goals. Apparently, for, for everything that he does in the offensive zone, He's equally adept in the defensive zone as well. So there's a 200-foot presence to uh, the left winger. I just think that uh, there's a package here, and there's a lot of boxes ticked when it comes to the complete package of a player that you're looking for. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Winnipeg Jets grabbed Kobe Barlow here with their 18th overall pick. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. There's a little bit of a parallel between he and Rutger McGrory taken 14th overall uh, by the Jets. You know, it ticks a, a lot of boxes, but, you know, skating is one of those question marks. And and if there's a question mark about Colby Barlow, it, it might be a skating and yet, you know, compete level can always, always make up uh, or compensate rather uh, for a perceived lack of skating ability. And you know what? I would always say this. You can't, in a couple of years between now and the time that you want to maybe push into um, minor pro and the moose level, in the case of the Winnipeg Jets, you can't teach that compete, right? But you can get better at skating. So I think if you're going to say, okay, what are we what are we presenting above one or the other? I would think if the compete is there and you still have some room to grow in your skating and, and propelling yourself around the ice, there's all kinds of great skating coaches that can help you with that. You know, Sidney Crosby still works on his skating. Adam Lowry's told me that he's worked on his skating since junior every single year. And we see those big, long strides that he has now. So skating is something that you can always progress into. Um, I don't know if the motor doesn't run very good, Kelly, and there's no heart. 
uh, that's pretty hard to change uh, with uh, with the heart coach or uh, with a motor coach or a mechanic. <laughs> so the the pick is in for the Winnipeg Jets. They are slowly making their way up the draft floor to get to the stage in Nashville. So Paul, you're uh, we're not betting here, but you're thinking Bar- you keep saying Barlow. So are you thinking that's the guy? Well, I just know in, in making some conversations with some of the people at the Jets office, they were looking to get a little bit more of a, a major junior North American presence this year. And if Cody, if Kobe Barlow is available and the way he has been projected to go, or a Quinton Musty, you know, a couple of major league guys or a major junior guys, even a Cal Ritchie, but he's a little bit down the, the line. Those are the kinds of guys that I think fit the mold for what Winnipeg is looking for uh, in terms of, of putting some pieces back in the cupboard here. And I just think the leadership, and you guys talked about a slow culture change that's happening here with the Winnipeg Jets earlier today on the broadcast. I think when you get a guy that's 18 years old that's captained a major junior team and scored 59 goals, that's kind of a guy that you probably don't want to pass over if he's still available at uh, 18 overall, especially when he's been projected to go in the top 20. Kevin Sheveldayoff congratulating David Poyle for his many, many years of service to the Nashville Predators organization and the NHL. And it is Colby Barlow of the Owen Sound Attack that is coming to the Winnipeg Jets. Paul, you're all over this. You know your stuff, Mr. Edmonds. Well, I, you know, certainly I, I didn't have as big a role to play in in getting prepared for this as some others. But I did some work on this, and there was just kind of I got a feeling for what they were looking for, and that's why. I just kind of felt like Nate Danielson was a guy that I thought if he was available, the Winnipeg Jets were going to grab. Um, and then certainly, you know, maybe Matthew Wood as well. There's, you know, a kid from Lethbridge that plays uh, at the NCAA level, but a big, strong kid in a right wing at 6'3". Well, when those guys are not available, you start to look at Kobe Barlow. And to take nothing away from the Russians or the European players, I just think the Winnipeg Jets wanted to start to fill their funnel here, as I mentioned earlier, with some North American talent. And this kid was just too hard to overlook. I mean, you know, the one thing that I, I remember talking to a scout a long time ago, and that was he would go and watch games and he would look for kids that love to score, love to score goals and then celebrate. Not ostentatiously, but just, you know, take the pride in working hard to score that goal. And Kobe Barlow is one of those guys that loves to score goals and you just can't overlook that because there's there's so many guys that that fight to get 20 goals every year and and you know we we always celebrate the 50 goal scorers or 40 goal scorers and Mark Scheifele finally got there at 42 goals after all these years in his career. Well, this kid's going to bring 59 goals into his next major junior season next year. And how does that translate to the NHL level? I don't quite know, but if you've scored at the major junior level, chances are you're going to be able to find the net. In the, uh, in the NHL levels as well. And you just can't teach that as well when we're talking about those intangibles, that kids that find their way to the back of the net and love to score goals, um, that just won't change when they get to the next level, whatever that is in the progression for Colby Barlow, if that's the moose or, or right to the NHL. We have to take a break. Lots more analysis, though, coming up in two minutes. JT also had this earlier in the show. Jesse, Jamie Thomas did. We'll take a quick break. Back with more on Colby Barlow, the newest member of the Winnipeg Jets next.
Colby Barlow, the newest member of the Winnipeg Jets, and Kelly, just looking at him on the screen, he looks like a veteran. Yeah, he does not look like 18 years old. He, he can looks grow a better like beard than I can, and I'm 31. 25 years old or something. But yeah, you know, And that was the other thing that uh, was flashed up on the board here, too, that runs in line with how the Winnipeg Jets draft players. 2022-23, OHL Scholastic Player of the Year. You know, and going in a concert, you know, with the Cole Perfettis, uh, with the Josh Morrisseys, with the Adam Lowrys. With the Kevin Shevel day offs. Uh, you know, very interesting how the uh, uh, Jets like uh, their uh, players who are committed both on and off the ice. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just say this I am from the Owen Sound area. I, this is cool for me. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. This is from a personal standpoint. It's cool to see someone who might, you know, we've I've gone to see attack games when I was a kid my whole life. My parents, too, going to attack games and to to see an attack player come here. I can ask him about Owen Sound things, maybe off the air because no one in our area really knows much about Owen Sound, but small town that cares so much about junior hockey, about 22,000 people in that. They call themselves a city, but, you know, 22,000. But Paul Edmonds on the ice, this is a player now that, you know, we don't expect him to be here right away. But again, leadership, a a young captain of his hockey club, the, the Jets, seem to love getting young players that have that intangible character element to them. You know, let's just go back to the Scholastic Player of the Year situation. I think that there's something to be said about that. I mean, if you can process the game, uh, certainly in a classroom and and juggle the studies that is required when you play major junior, uh, you're certainly, I think, going to be more adept to processing the game on the ice as well. Um, And the leadership, I mean, you just can never have too much of good leadership, right? Um, You want guys that, I think a true leader is a guy that brings people along and in, not necessarily raw, raw, or the guy that's going to score the most goals on your team. I mean, they just kind of relay the story about when he was sitting on, I think it was 29 goals in his 16-year-old season in Owen Sound. They passed him the puck in the game 15 times, and finally he stood up and he didn't score you know, to get to 30, he stood up in the middle of the bench and, and said, hey, guys, we've got a game to win here. Quit passing me the puck. Let's just get the puck toward the net. And then he ended up scoring the the game winner in overtime for his 30th in that particular game. And he became the youngest captain in Owen Sound uh, attack history at 17, turning to 18. So, you know, you want to talk about the leadership, some kid standing up there that's 16 years old with some 20-year-old looking down at him down the bench and saying, quit passing me the puck, let's win this hockey game, speaks volumes, I think, to the character that the player is, and then certainly the volume of goals that he puts up and the points, and then also about uh, you know what he does in the classroom as well. So a real good mix of a character kid here, I think, for the Winnipeg Jets, and I think there's going to be a lot of people excited about the prospect of Colby Barlow being a Winnipeg Jet for many years to come in a few short years. Oliver Moore, just taken by the Chicago Blackhawks, center out of the U.S. National Development Program. So a, a good first round for Chicago. They get Connor Bedard and a, and a highly rated Oliver Moore, Kelly. That, uh, no relation to you, right? Yeah, no, that's for sure. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, not that I'm aware of okay. anywhere. And uh, Moore okay, is. We'll check the lineage after he signs a million dollar contract. Believe me. Hey, trust me, Paul. If he's an athlete, <laughs> there is no connection whatsoever. <laughs> or, or it's like fiftieth removed. But uh, uh, 
you know, I, I just want to go back to, uh, you know, the the Winnipeg Jets, uh, you know, because this is uh, the third time. I thought I saw it flashed on the screen, and, and I was thinking, yeah, 18 really seems like it's uh, a popular number for the Jets to draft at. And third time since 2021, I think they were saying uh, the Jets have had the 18th overall pick in the draft. So, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, there, there's a bit of a, a good luck charm in there. Uh, but, uh, you know, Barlow uh, playing, uh, you know, the left wing, uh, center and defense usually are the areas that you look for. So I think that probably tells you just how highly regarded he is by uh, the Winnipeg Jets management and scouting staff uh, that uh, the areas that they usually like to attack down the middle or on the blue line, uh, that they felt enough about this kid to take him as a left winger. Yeah, and I mean, pretty good size, too. I mean, yeah. six feet, six one, depending on where you see it. But the weight on this kid already, like, you could just see him uh, on thick. the television screen. <laughs> he is thick. You're absolutely right. I mean, they have him listed as 195 pounds. I mean, so, you know, if you can get around the ice at 190, 195 at, 50, at 18 years old, um, they probably want to make sure that, you know, he's in good shape. But, you know, they go through all of this when they have the combine. And I'm pretty sure he made an impression to the Winnipeg Jets at the combine. And, you know, the other thing is when you've looked at what's gone on with Pierre-Luc Dubois and then, of course, uh, you know, other players with, with Connor Hellebuck and, and, and who knows, I mean, after that. But, you know, even going back to Jacob Truba, you want to make sure that you get guys that want to play here, that understand the environment and the market. And it's not Los Angeles and it's not New York and it's not Florida and Dallas, Texas, right? So you grab a kid from that, the humble place of Aurelia, Ontario, and uh, an area where, you know, he played major junior hockey where, you know, our beloved Christian Amel grows up and, and watches this. I mean, this is a kid with, that I think, I presumably think, will be happy to play in Winnipeg and for a long time. So that's, I think, part of what goes into drafting and, and sort of doing your due diligence on these kids as well. It's just not on the ice and how they project as an NHL player, but what they kind of bring to the table is, as to what kind of humans they are. And I think that the Winnipeg Jets got a real good one here. And as you mentioned, Kelly, a real thick guy as well. And I don't think he's going to be afraid of uh, digging the puck out of the corner on the left wing side either. And that's exactly what the Winnipeg Jets need. So we'll see what happens. And I guess with Jets development camp, uh, I guess proceeding into next week, from what I understand, we might get a chance to see him on the ice sooner than later. Paul, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this. And we'll be checking in soon. Yeah, no problem. Anytime, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. Paul after, after calling uh, <laughs> Colby Barlow, too, by the way, uh, can you buy me my lottery ticket? The Proline Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Just getting you caught up on the draft. Oliver Bonk, who's got the mullet that Raddick Bonk had, <laughs> selected 22nd overall by the Philadelphia Flyers out of the London Knights. And I think 19 spots past his father or something like that. And Gabriel Perot finally picked by the New York Rangers at number 23 out of the U.S. National Team Development Program. So the Preds back on the clock at number 24. No trades, Kelly. No moves at all. Yeah, that's today. A, yeah, that you know, and uh, for all of the projections that it would be uh, a, a busy, busy draft that way, we've had uh, nothing. I think it's maybe the quality, though, of mm. the athletes who are still available even through 23 picks of the draft. Yeah, the, the there was a first-rounder that exchanged hands yesterday. Montreal sending the 31st pick to Colorado in the Alex Newhook trade. Colorado then flipped the second-round pick they got in that deal to Tampa Bay today for Ross Colton. 
So that's, I mean, there hasn't been a lot. And there's always a lot of smoke and speculation. And there have been moves the last couple of days, don't get me wrong, but involving draft picks, not so much. Yeah, and and it's the teams that control the first-round picks now, too. Like, uh, as we mentioned, you know, you have 17 uh, picks, uh, you know, out of the 32 for nine different teams. There's a lot of rebuilding teams that are making picks. So you look at the teams that still have the draft. Nashville has their pick from the Matias Ekholm deal with Edmonton. You know, you got St. Louis, uh, San Jose with their picks, you know, from uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Timo Meyer. St. Louis has got two more. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I don't think they're in a situation where they're going to give up those picks to to bring in something. St. Louis has kind of already got their steal Mm. getting, you know, Kevin Hayes from Philadelphia for basically nothing. So, yeah, they got Dalibor Dvorsky, a center from Slovakia with their 10th pick. So a lot of the teams in the central that are down the list right now are getting picks, you know, Chicago, obviously Connor Bedard, and then they get Oliver Moore at 19. The Preds making their second pick. Matthew Wood was their first big forward out of the University of Connecticut. Uh, and the Avalanche still have two coming up at 27 and 31 with the Golden Knights picking at 32. Uh, a team that won the Stanley Cup and actually has their first round pick. Yeah, no, that's uh, kind of surprising that way. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, the one thing that uh, has really stood out, uh, though, Christian, is, uh, and, and that's where we always look at these mock drafts because there are people out there who are watching these players uh, with a fine tooth comb. The only time we pay attention to them is this time of the year. Uh, so uh, I'm always kind of reluctant to say, well, they took this guy off the grid. And we have now the newest member of the Winnipeg Jets joining us here on the CJOB Sports Show, and that is Colby Barlow. Colby, how did it feel to get your name called out by Kevin Day off? Oh, super surreal. I mean, it's such a special moment to, to be drafted by Winnipeg, especially as a Canadian boy to a Canadian team. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible and a thing I've been dreaming about you know, my entire life. So for you then, watching the the picks being made, did you did you go into tonight having a number in mind of where you might go, or are you just hoping someone said your name? Honestly, I had no idea where I was going to go, and you know, just I just wanted to go to a team that that wanted me, and uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to get selected by Winnipeg, but I had no no expectations coming into tonight. Colby, uh, tell us a little bit about your knack for goal scoring because, uh, uh, you know, just looking at your statistics, uh, clearly uh, that's not all of your game, but it is certainly a very important facet of your game. Yeah, I think I just crash the net real hard. I mean, I have, you know, a a shot that, you know, I like to get off in in tight areas, but I also like to tip pucks, drive the net, and, uh, you know, crash and bang um, and and put those pucks in in any way I can. So what do you have in common with the likes of Adam Lowry, Josh Morrissey, Cole Perfetti, and Nelson Noje? <laughs> I think it's the Scholastic Award. <laughs> See, th- th- that's why you won the Scholastic Award, man. You're just naturally you know Yeah, uh, Tell us a little bit, though, about the commitment uh, to uh, education along with hockey. Yeah, I mean, it can be, uh, it can be challenging at times on the road and, and still in high school, missing classes or being late or or getting in at 3 a.m. and you're in class by 8. But I think it just comes with balance and, uh, you know, having good routines, making sure you're getting getting your stuff done, uh, you know, when you have time to and doing it to the best of your ability. What did it mean to you to be named captain of the Owen Sound Attack? Yeah, it was a massive honor. I mean, to uh, be named uh, captain at, at 17 was pretty crazy. And it was, you know, hard to wrap my head around at, at such a young age. But it's it's been great in Owen Sound. I mean, Everybody's a leader in that room, and uh, you know it's just such great teammates that you know we all help each other every single day. So it's uh, it's pretty special. 
as someone, you know, I'm, you don't know this, but I'm actually from Owen Sound uh, interviewing you here on the radio. And I went to St. Mary's High School, which means nothing to our listeners, but it might to you uh, going to the other high school in Owen Sound. But for you, what was it like playing in a, in a small town in Owen Sound? And now you're going to be going to a market in the NHL that is one of the smallest, but most prideful in the NHL, similar in ways to Owen Sound in the OHL. Yeah. Like you said, they're, they're, they're similar, similar in, in market wise. And, uh, you know, it's Owen Sound's been been so good to me over the two years. The community's welcomed me as soon as I got there, and you know they are they're they're a special organization and a special team. So you know, it's it's just been fantastic, and I'm excited to to translate it over to the Jets. Now, tell us a little bit about the Halenka uh, experience, Colby, because I know on many of the scouting reports, uh, people talked about your willingness to adjust your game uh, to uh, you know help the team be successful in that tournament. Yeah, I think it's important you understand, uh, you know, you, there's more than just one role in hockey and you got to adapt to certain situations if you, if you want to be out there and make a difference. So I think it's just being adaptive and, uh, you know, have adaptability and, uh, you know, take any role that presents itself and run with it. You know, and I saw you on the TV getting drafted. You are legally 18 years old, right? Because you, you, you kind of remind me of a young Clark Gillies. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. <laughs> At least from what you can remember. Hey, I just uh, I know I really, really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, have you had a chance at all to get your head wrapped around that? You know, next Wednesday you're going to be in Winnipeg at your first pro development camp. It's pretty crazy to think about how you know. Uh, I think that's exact a week from today. That'll that'll be in Winnipeg at a pro pro development camp. Like you said, that's uh, that's pretty surreal to think about. But I'm just super excited. How many messages have you gotten on your phone in the last half hour, or have you been able to check it at all? Oh, I feel bad for my mom. She has it in her purse, so it's probably going off on her. <laughs> purse is on fire. I don't have it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Hey, well, we're looking forward to meeting you in the flesh, uh, Colby. Thanks a bunch for doing this, and congratulations, man. Uh, we know how hard it is uh, that you have to work uh, you know, up through minor hockey and the junior ranks to get to be where you are tonight. So uh, nice to see that you've been rewarded for that. Thank you guys so much. Can't wait to meet you. That is Colby Barlow of the Winnipeg Jets. First-round pick, 17th overall, and just immediately talking 18th to him. 18th overall. 18th overall, pardon yeah. me, yes. yeah. I know. Those numbers tend to melt <laughs> So together. many numbers, I know. Yeah. But it, it jumps off right away, just like when we heard from Cole Perfetti and Rutger McGordy and these players. It is the, the happiest moment of their life so far. It is. And so it translated yeah. in how they sound in the interview. But he also reminds me of the other players we're used to interacting with, the Scholastic winners, a guy that I think is already very good at expressing how he feels and and in conver- a good conversationalist. Yeah, if, if you didn't, if you weren't able to uh, maybe watch a little bit of the draft coverage, or you haven't gone online to uh, find out more about uh, uh, Colby, I mean, he he does not look like an eighteen year old. He would not get carded going in uh, to your favorite establishment. Yeah, I didn't have time I to ask. Think. When did you first start to shave? Yeah. I thought I saw something on uh, the TV that said he could grow a beard at seven. I don't know that I would dispute that. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's someone that 
Kelly, and before we go, we got two minutes here. Set up development camp, and then we'll talk to, about tomorrow's sure. draft as well. But development camp, it's going to be an opportunity for him and the guys pick tomorrow to get their first drop of NHL water. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the last time the Jets had a development camp. Actually, to tell you the truth, because uh, so of COVID, it'll be yeah, it'll be uh, you know it'll be a chance too uh, for fans to get their first live look at Rutger McGroarty, mm-hmm. uh, who's going to be coming for development. And it's at camp. the Hockey for All Center. Yes, at the Hockey for All Center. So uh, you know, and of course the Jets, uh, as you mentioned, uh, they don't have a second round pick, but they do draft third overall, number 82 tomorrow. Then they have the two picks uh, in the fifth round, uh, plus the pick in the. Uh, seventh round, I believe it is, uh, 210 overall. So, uh, you know, we'll see if Kevin Shoveldayoff can uh, add a little bit uh, through that. You, know, you go back to last year, you know, everybody's thinking, oh, well, you know, Dom DiVincentis, you know, seventh round pick, and he's the OHL goaltender of the year. I wonder how many goals Colby scored against him this year. That's a question for him, yeah. because I'm going to mark that down for development. There you go. You'll ask him that. And so you'll be actually hosting my show tomorrow night. Oh, that's right, too. Yes. Yeah, you have to go be Mr. Basketball. Yes, the Winnipeg Sea Bears taking on the Niagara River Lions tomorrow night at uh, 7 o'clock at Canada Life Center. River Lions are 5-5. and The Sea Bears in first place in the league at 7-3. And and so you will be stepping in as uh, you have been. Very grateful for you doing that. Uh, to, and there's going to be a lot more from the NHL yeah. draft. Yeah, we'll have a reaction from the Jets draft picks. I just want to give a shout-out to Jamie Thomas, Jets TV, uh, Paul Edmonds for joining us tonight, and uh, behind the scenes, Scott Brown and Gregor Brewer have just been outstanding for us uh, in helping us with our draft coverage. So thank you, guys. And Braden Owasco for producing oh, tonight's yeah. show. And Kelly, for you coming in, sitting in with me here tonight. We got it all in under the wire. Incredible. And Ben O'Hara Bird yeah. gets to be on time. He gets to have a little more conversation. Yes. He does. Thank you for joining us on our NHL draft coverage. Again, Kelly's back tomorrow at 630 with more reaction from the NHL draft here on the home of the Jets, 680 CJOB. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 630 to 9 p.m. Thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell. Until we meet again. Come on and thanks for all that they should. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you of the day. You may not share our intellect, which might explain your this.